0: Sound Opinions is supported by Goose Island, pairing beer and music since 1988. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago, Illinois. Listen critically. Enjoy responsibly.
1: What happened to music that meant something? The Who at the Kingdom or Kiss at the Coliseum. Where is the Misty Mountain Hop? Where is the is the Smoke on the Water? Where is the Iron Man of today? Yeah.
2: A this is rock and roll.
3: Whether or not you think that rock and roll is the devil's music, you've got to agree that Lucifer makes a lot of appearances in pop music. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. Today, it's our Halloween special with the best songs about the devil.
4: And then, we go back to the light side with a review of the new album from singer and harpist Joanna Newsom. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. This is Sound Opinions, and uh, later on in the show we're going to review this new album by Joanna Newsom, Jim, and I have vivid memories of seeing Joanna Newsom perform, for the first time in my experience anyways, 10, 11 years ago, her first album wasn't even out yet. And she gets up on stage by herself with this orchestral harp. And I'm going to, what's this going to be like, you know? And it was amazing watching this virtuosic playing on this orchestral instrument with this distinctive voice, to say the least. Now, four albums later, she's everywhere in the
3: media. We're going to review her new album later in the show. Indeed we will, but first it's time for our annual Halloween special.
1: Please allow me to introduce myself.
4: That is Sympathy for the Devil, of course, from the Rolling Stones. I mean, when we think about quintessential
3: devil songs, that one comes pretty high up on the list, Jim, I would say. You know, the, the, the Satan as this zelig like character at all the ominous points in history. Mick Jagger inspired by his reading of The Master and Margarita. People never think Jagger had an intellect, but of course he did. We uh, do this Halloween show uh, almost every year, I think, that
4: we've done Sound Opinions, and we come up with different themes. This year we're going to focus on uh, Lucifer, Beelzebub, the devil, whatever you want to call him or her, the focus in songs,
3: in rock and roll. Well, we're trying to not be as obvious as Sympathy for the Devil, Greg. No Me and the Devil Blues by Robert Johnson. No Devil's Haircut by Beck. You know, Devil's not really much in Beck's song, but he's in the title. And that, I should underscore, we are emphasizing the devil as a literary figure.
4: Absolutely. I think, you know, when we talk about music, it's an art form. And the devil comes up nearly as much as God. It's a fascinating subject for a lot of these songwriters, and, uh, you know, digging deep into it is one of the things we love
3: to do on this show. Well, yeah, we've done monsters, we've (laughs) done murder ballads, I mean, now we're going to the biggest and the baddest, Lucifer, Beelzebub, whatever you want to call him. And I think, Greg, if we're talking songs about the devil, we have got to start with heavy metal, and I'll go first, and I think, as far as heavy metal and the devil goes, Iron Maiden, right? You just got (laughs) to go to Iron Maiden, the number of the beast Title track of Iron Maiden's third studio album, one of the key groups in the new wave of British heavy metal in the early. 80s album number three was the first with vocalist Bruce Dickinson and the last with drummer Clive Burr I've always loved Maiden's Rhythms you know they they, they do something that no other band I think has ever, it, it's a sort of gallop mm-hmm. all of their songs gallop and certainly number of the beast gallops the bassist and band co-founder Steve Harris has said he was inspired by two things writing this song Damien Omen 2 and a reading of the uh, poem Tam O'Shanter by Robert Burns. (laughs) Nevertheless, many people in the religious right, both in the UK and in the US, took serious offense to this song, and there was a campaign against it in 1982. I don't know if they were taking it literally, because it opens with readings from Revelation, but I mean, it's hard to kind of take it seriously. It's just sort of a Big bad epitome of evil portrait of the devil. You know, the scene in the dreams of Bruce Dickinson singing reflections of my warped mind staring back at me. I was, you know, this is quintessential devil music, heavy metal. The Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden on Sound Opinions. Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil sends the beast with wrath
2: because he
1: knows
2: the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number.
1: Its number is 666.
3: The inimitable Iron Maiden with the number of the beast, a big hit single in 1982. I had the 45, Greg. There was a very nice rendition of a cartoon Satan on the cover of it. What's your first devil song?
4: Jim, I want to go back to uh, Chuck Berry in the 50s for a devil song. And I don't think a lot of people associate Chuck Berry with exploring the dark side in his lyrics, especially with his early stuff. I mean, he was connected with teens, cars, school, you know, the freedom of rock and roll. And one of the architects of rock and roll, no doubt about it. A lot of optimistic songs, a lot of songs looking up, you know, the young generations coming through, make way, here we come. But then there was this song, Downbound Train, that he released very early on in his career. 1955, it was a B-side. It is a fascinating track that I think digs back to his upbringing. His parents were both Baptists. You know, the church, we should mention gospel music, how often the devil comes up in the most religious of all musics. Yeah. And he was very influenced by that upbringing. Some of the teachings that he gleaned from going to church come through in this song. It is essentially about a man who is drinking heavily, collapses on the floor of a bar, and has this vivid nightmare about a train. That is driven by the devil, the devil yeah. is in the, you know in the engine room, and he goes through the, you know each car in the train, and he 's talking about who 's there it 's the rich, the poor, the foreigners, and this train is speeding towards hell mm-hmm. and he wakes up and what does he do he says i 'm never going to drink again it 's the devil's you know <laughs> the devil 's liquor made me have
3: that dream. I thought you were going to say he never takes the train again, yeah I,
4: you know probably not either, but it uh, 's certainly swearing off the demon drink as yep. they call it, so Chuck Berry with a cautionary message on downbound train. Here's Chuck Berry from 1955 on Sound Opinions.
5: A stranger lying on a barroom floor Had drank so much he could drink no more And so he fell asleep with a troubled brain To dream that he rode on a downbound train The engine with blood was sweaty and damp And brilliantly with a brimstone lamp And him for fuel was shoveling bones While the furnace rang With a thousand ground The parlor was filled with of beer The devil himself was an engineer The passengers were most a motley crew Some were foreigners and others he knew Rich men and broadcloth beggars and rags, Handsome young ladies and wicked old hags. Burned with each preview then out of the came well, yeah. said, the devil we knew Oh, how the passengers shrieked with pain the begged old Satan to stop that track.
4: Chuck Berry was downbound train,
3: going to a very dark place in 1955, Jim he was great. he's still with us though he 89 is. years God old. God bless him, father <laughs> of rock and roll. This next one may seem a little cheesy to some, Greg, but I'm going to defend it. As you know, I am a huge fan of a certain 60s into the early 70s brand of country music that was big on storytelling. Frankie Lane. Is a mm-hmm. god to me. I've played Frankie Lane as a Desert <laughs> Island jukebox. Charlie Daniels is not so much a god, but he had one perfect song. 1979 smash hit, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. And some people are groaning, all right? I, I just know you're groaning. Yes, this is a cheesy song, but it is brilliant cheese, absolutely. Brilliant cheese. The story of Robert Johnson selling his soul at the crossroads, right? That pivotal moment where you meet the devil and you either side with him or you fight the other way, right? So the devil is picking up souls in the south and he's short on his head count, his soul count. He runs into the character, I guess, that's Charlie and challenges him to a fiddle duel, right? This is straight out of Deliverance. Banjo's there, but it's fiddles here. And the devil is backed by a band of demons, and of course he plays rock and roll. Sort of Hendrix-like, fuzzbox fiddle, (laughs) while Charlie references the entire history of the fiddle in country music. There's a little bit of fire on the mountain, Granny does your dog bite, a little square dance, a little House of the Rising Sun... I think the one flaw in the story is the devil goes down too easy because I prefer the devil's jam to Charlie's. The other thing I love about this song is the use of the word "rosin" as a verb, rosin up your bow. (laughs) Right? That's just that's perfect. So bear with me, enjoy this, revel in the cheese. The devil went down to Georgia by Charlie Daniels, 1979.
2: The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sewing on a fiddle and playing it hot And the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, because I think I'm better than you The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin But I'll take your bet, and you're going to regret, because I'm the best as ever been Johnny, rise up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Cause hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals a card. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. up his case, and he said, I'll start this show, and fire flew from his fingertips as he rosined up his bow, and he pulled the bow across the strings, and it made an evil hiss, and then a band of demons joined in, and it sounded something like this.
3: Went Down to Georgia by Charlie Daniels. Greg, I think uh, a testament to a song's greatness is how often it is covered. And that one has been tackled by everyone from Cletus T. Judd to Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> and the Muppets to Tenacious D, who rewrote the song as their song, Tribute. We love to reach out to listeners on shows like this. Let's get some Halloween picks from our listeners. We're not going to Georgia. We're going to Raleigh, North Carolina. Scott, welcome to Sound Opinions.
6: Hey, thanks for having me.
3: So, have you got a great song about the devil for Halloween? I
6: do, and uh, my pick is Sympathy for the Devil, and ah. I imagine a lot of people might think that's kind of like an obvious pick with, you know, the name Devil being right there in the title.
3: Well, yeah, my you know, and is, one of the Rolling Stones' best songs, obviously.
6: Right, but my pick isn't the Rolling Stones version, because that one just has too much swagger and sexiness and charm to it. <laughs> the one that I picked is uh, Liebox cover of the song.
3: Oh, Yeah. I know that version. And Leibach would seem to know a thing or three about Satan.
6: (laughs) (laughs) They they do. They're from Slovenia, which Mm -hmm. I guess used to be Yugoslavia.
3: Right. And they've
4: been around decades, I guess, now, right? Probably since the 80s, i That
6: song was popular in the late 80s. So, you Mm -hmm. know, we'll be watching like 120 minutes, looking turning in for like The Cure, R.E.M., (laughs) and you get this crazy...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Slovenian uh, industrial band, yeah. (laughs) What do you like about the song, Scott?
6: Well, you know, it starts off kind of evoking um, Vincent Price from the beginning of Michael Jackson's thriller. Please allow me to introduce myself.
1: I'm a man of words and taste. I've been around for long, long years. Many a man's soul and faith. I was around when Jesus Christ had his
6: moment of doubt and faith. (laughs) But then you're kind of assaulted with this guy that sounds almost like he's trying to burp the entire alphabet. (laughs) <laughs> like chucking chugging through the lyrics to the song that you know all the words to and you're familiar with, but not the way he does it. Mr. Mitchell, hope to
1: guess my name. But what's puzzling you is just the nature of... It's just the
6: nature of my name.
3: <laughs> didn't didn't liebach just... Become the first Western band to play in North Korea?
6: Yeah, they did. Apparently, Kim Jong Un really likes them.
3: <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I'm not even going to touch that. that. Let's just let that stay there, that thought. Wow.
6: It gets better, though. They perform covers of songs from uh, The Sound of Music.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Now that's sinister. Well, thanks for your suggestion. That's a pretty good song about the devil, Scott.
6: Hi, hey, great. Thanks for having me. I killed Tsar Anxious Minister.
4: A great devilish selection from one of our listeners, Scott in Raleigh, North Carolina And yes, you can share your own favorite at 888-859-1800 We're going to continue counting down Lucifer-themed songs After a quick break on sound opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX And later, a little bit more of an angelic sound The new album from singer-songwriter and harpist Joanna Newsom
2: Satan is real, working in spirit, you can see him and hear him in this world.
7: service at a little church in the country not long ago. A prayer was led by an old country preacher who then raised his hands as everyone stood and sang, My God is real. A warm breeze through the open windows brought in the smell of new mown hay in a nearby field, and the singing of birds could be heard in the moment of silence as the preacher opened his Bible to read. And then a little old man stood up bent with age, his hair thin and white, and said, Preacher, tell them that Satan is real too. You can hear him in songs that give praise to idols and sinful things of this world. You can see him in the destruction of homes torn apart. I know that Satan is real.
3: Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. He is Greg Cott. And in honor of Halloween, we're going to hell. <laughs> or at least we're hanging out with the devil. Great songs about the devil. Greg, you've got a pick. What is it? I do indeed, Jim. Uh, I
4: just had the uh, privilege of seeing Lee Scratch Perry perform a few weeks ago, and I was reminded this guy, (laughs) he looks like a psychedelic leprechaun or something. That's the best way I can describe it. He is uh, immediately the most distinctive character in any room he happens to be in. An eccentric producer, too. used to blow up pot smoke all over his mixing board to get the Mm -hmm. proper vibes on his many songs and remixes.
3: Which he said was haunted. He said
4: his studio was haunted, so it may have been Exactly. There there are some demon-like qualities about uh, some of that music, but he wasn't a fan of the devil. There's a song he came out with in uh, the 70s, Disco Devil, which is a permutation of a song originally called Chase the Devil that was a big hit for Max Romeo in 1976. Perry co-wrote the song with Romeo and backed him up with his band The Upsetters. Then The Upsetters did their own version of Chase the Devil. And finally, Perry remixed the two tracks into a track he called Disco Devil. And it is the best of the three people like uh, Kanye West, for example, Mm. sampled the original Chase the Devil for Jay-Z's 2003 track Lucifer on the Black Album. But I go back to the Perry remix in the late 70s, Disco Devil, which is fabulous. It starts off with this incantation by Lee Scratch Perry, Mm -hmm. where he's basically saying, I'm putting on this iron shirt and I'm chasing (laughs) you off earth, (laughs) Satan. Satan is an evilest man, we're informed throughout this song. So it's Essentially what he's saying is the bad vibes that are inside your brain, they're put there by the devil. Your job is to work through it. You too can have a great life if you chase these evil spirits out of your brain by putting on the iron shirt. Nobody like Lee Scratch Perry on this planet, or any other for, for that matter, as far as I know. Lee Perry with Disco Devil from 1978 on Sound Opinions.
1: Read it in the name of the Father. Read it in the name of the Son. Read it in the name of the Holy Spirit. healing in the revelation of Rastafari, Emperor Silasai, the kings of kings, the lords of lords. I'm standing on the spot where they used to transfer slavery from Africa to soil to Jamaica, to where the white plantation is, but it will be no more.
8: Lucifer, son of the morning, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chase, chase you, you out of Earth.
1: Devil. Dress of the devil. Out the disco devil, dressed this She she not scam. She she not scam. She she not scam. She she not scam. Look at disco devil, this
3: Disco Devil by Lee Scratch Perry. That's a good one, Greg. I'm going to go over to the U.K. now to a singer-songwriter known for mixing folk and electronic music. Beth Orton, a really original artist when she surfaced in the mid-'90s, Several albums made in conjunction with people like the Chemical Brothers and William Orbit, Ben Watt of Everything But The Girl. Album number two, Central Reservation, had two songs produced by David Roback, who uh, I've been a huge fan of forever. He was the driving force of Mazzy Star before that in a uh, L.A.-based psychedelic band uh, called uh, Rain Parade. Mm -hmm. One of the two songs is outstanding, and it's about the devil. Devil Song really simple right there but the lyrics are not simple when the devil comes blowing through your door you'll know there's trouble and he's mm. coming back for more you better keep what is precious hidden under the floor or you better treat it so good it will never want for more man that's creepy and it's all the creepier because beth sounds so so innocent right mm. you know something bad is going down in this song essentially it's you know the devil as metaphor for her ex right. you know but man it seems deeper than that devil song by beth orton came out in 1999
8: on sound opinions when the devil comes back
3: Thornton with Devil Song on Sound Opinions. Greg, what's your next Halloween Satan pick? Next up, Jim, I'm going to go with
4: Diamanda Galas, and the only thing that's surprising to me about Diamanda Galas in the context of a Halloween show is that we haven't yet played her in the context of a Halloween. Her show. whole. Her whole career is Halloween, yeah. You know, some of the scariest music you'd possibly want to hear delivered in this multi-octave voice, tremendous musician, great piano player, but writing some really dark, deep stuff, Uh, no more so than in the Mask of the Red Death trilogy, which she delivered to us in the 80s about the AIDS epidemic. A number of her friends had died of AIDS, and uh, she was invested in this material to a a, a great degree. Uh, Let My People Go... The name of the album from 1988 was You Must Be Certain of the Devil. (laughs) And the devil was this red death. It was AIDS. Uh, It was coming for you. It was going to get you no matter what. And that album in particular is one of the more accessible uh, Diamante Galas records in that it was rooted in her Love of gospel music. You notice how much gospel has been coming up so it's far in the show. Theme, yeah. And you know, when you, when you mention the devil, you you have to go back to to gospel and blues. And and she's very informed by that in this particular track. It's her version of what she's calling on this record, "Let My People Go." Uh, that the song was originally known. It's an old spiritual. It was originally known as "Go Down Moses" from that Old Testament scripture about Moses. And uh, you know, let let my people go. He's you know going to the pharaoh and saying, "You've enslaved my people for centuries. Let them go, or these plagues will come down upon you." And and that's exactly what happens. It's pretty dire stuff. And she does her own version of it. She is describing this whole notion of spiritual freedom. Release my people from this plague that you have put upon them. And she's addressing God in this song. Oh Lord Jesus, do you think I served my time? The eight legs of the devil now are crawling up my spine. She's speaking from the perspective of an AIDS victim. Pretty harrowing stuff from Diamanda Galas. Let my people go from 1988 on Sound Opinions.
9: The devil has designed my death and is waiting to be sure. The plenty of his black sheep died. Before he finds a cure Oh, Lord Jesus Do you think I've served my time? The eight legs of the devil now
7: Are crawling up
9: The devil now is rocking me to sleep. I force my blind eyes open, Lord, but I'm sinking in the day. Oh, Lord Jesus, do you think i will serve my time? The eight legs of the devil now are crawling up my spine. And see the friends I used to know. Oh, Lord Jesus, do you think I'll sell my time? The eight legs of the devil now.
4: Diamanda Glass, Let My People Go from 1988 on Sound
3: Opinions. Greg, we should go back to the phone for some more listener suggestions. We've got Miranda in Houston, Texas. Happy to have you on Sound Opinions, Miranda.
0: Hello, thank you.
3: Give us a song about the devil.
0: So I love Devil Woman by Cliff Richard. Um, it's a fantastic song. It has a great melody, and I love the lyrics because they're perfect for Halloween, but they're not cheesy.
8: COVID, nothing but bad love. Since the day I saw the
3: Who is Cliff Richards, for the kids who don't know?
0: <laughs> so he, um, from what I remember, he was popular back in the 60s. He kind of followed the Beatles. Um, he was a British artist. And I, you know, I have a huge love for all 60s music and just ran across him on my hunt for Halloween music. So I kind of happened across him by accident and just learned a little bit over my years of listening.
3: What do you like about the song Devil Woman.
0: Oh, man. It's a fun little song for my Halloween playlist that I play at my party every year. Um, it's kind of it's upbeat, and it kind of gets away from the creepy vibe from some of the other songs that I have on there. It has a great melody. It kind of picks things up.
3: I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking Miranda's party is a hell of a party. <laughs> oh, man. It's been
0: its seventh year. We have a lot of fun with it.
3: And I'm not going to touch, Miranda, that we didn't get an invite. That's okay. It might be lost in the mail. <laughs> I,
0: I, I could still send one to you guys. <laughs>
4: Cliff Richard with Devil Woman, good choice from Miranda. He was a big figure in in early U.K. rock and roll, Miranda. I think you you nailed an artist there that's uh, really essential to that country's music history, kind of bridging the gap between that skiffle scene, I think, in the 50s and, and early rock and roll, of which the Beatles were a part of.
3: Miranda, thanks so much for coming on Sound Opinions.
0: Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it.
4: Okay, up next we've got W.R. calling from Tarboro, North Carolina. W.R., welcome to the show. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Greg. So you've got a song about the devil for us, wr? Yeah. What's it going to be? Well, the one
10: I would pick was
4: "The Green Manicotti"
10: with the two pronged crown oh. by Fleetwood Mac.
4: Love that classic, song. classic Peter Green era Fleetwood Mac. Right. Why is that the one that stands out above all the other devil songs for you?
10: Well, to me, it's it's probably the spookiest. You know, um, musically, you listen to that, and it's it, it'll bring chills to you. And, you know, of course, the lyrics and what he's writing about is money.
1: Now when the day goes to sleep and the full moon looks and the Night is so black that the darkness cooks You come creeping around
5: Making me do things I don't want to do
3: there is a story there, a sad story behind Peter Green writing that.
10: Yes, uh, it is. He'd had a lot of success with his band, and at some point he wanted to give all his money away. He had a, a terrible dream about a dog, and I guess that's the Green Manalishi. And he saw it as, as the devil, you know, and what he wanted to do, at least my understanding, is Give all of his money away, I don't think that set very well with his band memories.
3: Yeah. yeah, the founder of Fleetwood Mac, uh, the other guys in the in the group, did not quite agree with that.
10: Somewhere along the line, he he, he slipped off of uh, the reality. I think the rest of us have, but I think that was like the last great song Peter Green wrote.
4: A lot of people don't realize that there was a Fleetwood Mac before Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks joined the group uh, years later in the seventies. This was the sixties incarnation of. Fleetwood Mac, right? W R.
10: Yeah, that was a, it. Was a more bluesy band. It was a great band. You know, it's just really two different things, in, in my opinion, what they became. But they always had a great rhythm section.
4: Yeah, Mick Fleetwood was the founder of the group, the drummer, and uh, John McVie on bass. So that they've been the constants in the group. And uh, but Green was the main songwriter, right, at that time.
10: He was, yeah, I and mean, he It was incredible. I mean, his guitar playing is, is as good as it gets coming out of England, to me. And everybody will argue that you had Clapton and you had um
4: Page back. Nick Beck, Taylor, all those guys. yeah.
10: And all those guys. But he to me he was the man.
4: Yeah, I agree with you. He was he was terrific. Very influenced by Chicago Blues. Huge Otis Otis Rush fan.
3: And yeah. uh, I love that style of guitar playing. Otis Rush, a guy who knows about the devil too. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, WR. It was a pleasure talking to you. It
10: was great talking to you guys. Have a good day.
1: Just taking my love and slipping away Leaving me here just trying to keep from following you
4: Thanks to everyone who sent us in suggestions. And you can join in on the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, or by contacting us at interact at soundopinions.org or giving us a call at
3: 888-859-1800. Jim, we're going to choose one more great tune about Beelzebub. What's your final pick? Well, Greg, I, you know, Mitch Ryder is just a legend in the Midwest, uh, a giant out of Detroit, born William Levi's. When you go to Devil with the Blue Dress on... You think, okay, this is a reimagining in Detroit, in the rock era of this earlier song. It really only came two years after the Motown hit. You know, Devil with the Blue Dress On by Shorty Long and William Stevenson comes out in 64. Mitch Ryder and his Detroit Wheels reimagine it up the tempo by two or three times, merge it with Good Golly Miss Molly by uh, Little Richard, and have a huge hit with it in 1966. People who follow sports, Duke University plays it uh, Mm -hmm. because their their team is the Blue Devils, right? What I think is fascinating about this is that merger of Motown Soul and – 50s rock energy quite literally with the motown single being smashed into little richard you know little richard was a man who was acquainted with the devil he came from church he was playing the devil's music he was tormented by this much like jerry lee lewis you heard it in his voice i think you could say it's a little sexist to say that the devil is wearing a blue dress and and you know mitch uh name checks chanel number five and (laughs) she's not too skinny she's not too fat she's just perfect but i don't know i mean the devil has all the power right so maybe the woman has it up over mitch in terms of uh taking him to hell and maybe he should be going there i don't know either way listen to the drums in this song listen to that rampaging rhythm it's just timeless and brilliant i think devil with the blue dress on mitch Ryder and the detroit wheels from
1: 1966 all right jump up get it And mile down, here she come? wearing a wig hat, and chase to match, got <laughs> a high-heeled shoes and a an alligator hat. I got to be nervous, I can't take it She's not too skinny, she's not She's a real hump and a lot of my back. Devil with a
3: Devil with the Blue Dress On by Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. Jim, I'd be
4: remiss in uh, not mentioning that your favorite artist, Bruce Springsteen, often used that as an encore at a lot of his shows in the late 70s, early 80s. Mitch's version, (laughs) far superior. Far,
3: far superior.
4: Mitch's is pretty good, I gotta say. So we started this uh, sequence of songs about the devil way back with Iron Maiden, your pick at the very top of the show, and I'm gonna finish it with with a metal cut, too. We cannot not talk about Black Sabbath. When we talk about devil songs, I mean, you know, talk about a subtext or, you know, Uber text and just about everything they sang about Ozzy Osbourne is the uh, well-known lead singer in the group from their early 70s, mid 70s incarnation, and he's probably the most associated with that group's devil referencing. But I got to go to the Ronnie James Dio version of Black Sabbath. Ozzy sort of got kicked out or he quit one or the other in the late 70s, uh, went on to start his solo career. Black Sabbath kept on trucking with uh, Tony Iommi and, and Geezer Butler and Bill Ward, uh, hiring Ronnie James Dio as the lead singer. Two great albums with him. The Heaven and Hell record from 1980 is, is a darn good one. And Ronnie James Dio uh, wrote the lyrics on this record, whereas Geezer uh, wrote a lot of the lyrics for for Ozzy yeah. back in the early incarnation of the band. Ronnie James Dio brought some serious chops as a vocalist and lyricist. And I think we got to mention Ronnie James Dio in the context of a show about the devil, because here's the guy that popularized the devil horn. Salute! Yeah. You know, Tenacious D gave it up to him in that movie yeah. that they made years later later, you know, paying homage to what an influence this guy was on generations of metal fans with that two-fingered salute that he'd throw up during shows.
3: Well, was it actually Italian peasants had come up with it, but well, he popularized he it. He said
4: yeah. that his grandmother used to use it to ward off the evil spirits, yes. right? So it, it was something that he grew up with in his household. I don't know if that story is true or not. He is forever associated uh, with the devil horn salute in heavy metal, but a very a thoughtful philosophical lyricist heaven and hell the title track off that 1980 black sabbath album dealing with this whole notion of life as an illusion and the devil is a trickster is what he's saying you know you think you're doing the right thing you think you're going to the top you think you're 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 making all the right moves it's the devil manipulating all this stuff so be careful be careful what you wish for in kind this of, life. Kind of
3: the story of our careers yeah,
4: there, there you go ronnie james Dio. Uh, master lyricist on Heaven and Hell from Black Sabbath in 1980 on Sound Opinions. In and Hell from Black
3: Sabbath, the title track for their 1980 album with Ronnie James Dio on lead vocals. You can check out our complete Satan playlist and all of our Halloween specials at soundopinions.org. And if you want to share your favorite Satan-tinged track or comment on anything in the rock world, call 888-859-1800. Coming up on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX, the latest from indie songstress Joanna Newsom. Stay tuned. back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. He is Greg Cott. And that is a song called Anecdotes from an album called Divers by Joanna Newsom. The fourth of her career, Greg, the first in five years. A really fascinating backstory for this young musician, a classically trained harpist. I can't name another in all of rock history. Grew up in Nevada City, California, a really musical family. Her mom had trained to be a concert pianist. Dad was a guitarist. Siblings were all instrumentalists. She learned to play the Celtic harp, but was hugely influenced, Joanna Newsom, by West African and Venezuelan harp music as well. So there's this kind of pan-cultural approach to the harp, coupled with a love of the songwriters Patti Smith and Billie Holiday, the singer Billie Holiday. She also studied creative writing, made several albums that began to build an increasingly large following in the indie underground. Now comes album number four. She's got the City of Prague Philharmonic Orchestra on part of this record. Let's get into the music. We'll give our opinions afterwards. This is Sap Okanakan, the first single from Divers by Joanna Newsom on Sound Opinions.
9: The he is
4: Seppo Kanakan from Joanna Newsom's new album, Divers, her fourth studio album. Her first since that 2010 triple CD, Have One On Me. And I have to say, I mentioned at the top of the show that I'd seen Joanna Newsom perform solo with that huge orchestral harp more than a decade ago before her first studio album came out. I found that as much as I admired the musicianship on have one on me, it was an exhausting listen. I had trouble getting through that record. Mm. And I think in in terms of making an emotional connection with some of the themes that she was singing about, I had difficulty. Then there's the issue, people bring up her voice all the time. That didn't really bother me as much. I was intrigued by this artist because what I heard was a complete original. I think Divers is an accessible record by comparison to all her (laughs) others. Lyrically, she's dealing with themes here that are presented in a way that is very relatable, I think. There are literary and artistic references throughout the songs. You expect that from her. But within those layers, there's some very direct, hard-hitting lines about relationships coming together and falling apart. And the relationship that time plays on the way human experience travels. I mean, this whole idea of time traveling is a theme in this record, a big theme in this record, and what we do with our time. And most of all, the emotional connection in the lyrics. I'm pulling out lines from each of these songs that zing you, as opposed to like leaving you kind of scratching your head like what she's singing about. For Newsom skeptics, I would say, here's the album to jump in.
3: It's called Divers, and I give it a buy-it rating. You're, you're absolutely crazy, Greg. I mean, these lyrical zingers you're talking about. Anecdotes cannot say what time may do. Tell me, why is the pain of birth lighter born than the pain of death? I mean, come on. What is she doing with this sort of Shakespearean sentence construction? The album theme, as she has said in every interview, is she recently married and is apparently quite happy to the comedian Andy Samberg. But being in love and being married is making her think of death. Because someday Andy will die. What a concept. What a, a bloated, labored concept. So it fails for me lyrically. It fails for me musically. As a fan of progressive rock, I love me some harpsichords. I love Mellotron. I love pretentious orchestral arrangements. These, I think, are sodden and soggy because they lack Hooks. There is no rock here, right? Oh, I don't know about that. I have played and loved, uh, championed on this show, Kate Bush, Tori Amos, and most of all, Renaissance, the early 70s English progressive rock band led by Annie Haslam, right? Very Renaissance fair kind of music, and so is Joanna Newsom. It's kind of fun to pretend you're Henry VIII, walk around with a turkey leg, Okay. (laughs) This, however, is the wrong side of Renaissance Fair, and much of it has to do, you said, her voice is controversial. This is an affected 11-year-old girl voice. Whether she actually talks like that or she's putting it on, I find it irritating and just unnatural. There's absolutely nothing, therefore, (laughs) vocally, lyrically, or musically that I liked about this album. It's a trash it for me, but it's a buy it for you. What do we have on the show next week? (laughs)
4: Next week, Jim, we're going to have some albums that you're going to love. I know it. Four in a row from great artists throughout the decades. What are the best grand slams in pop history? Sound Opinions
3: is produced by Robin Lin, Evan Chung, Alex Claiborne, and our intern, Libby Gormley.
4: On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So now it's time to hear what you have to say.
9: Wednesday at 3, I called the phone company singing, hey baby, put a phone in for me. Thursday at 4, he came and knocking at my door singing, hey baby, I'm your telephone name. You just show me where you want it and I'll put it where I can. I can put it in the bedroom, I can put it in the hall. I in the New Messages. My name is Gabe from Kensington,
10: Maryland, and I'm calling to take Greg up on his offer to say Fetty Wap for two minutes.
4: Jim, I like saying Fetty Wap. I'm just going to say that for the next two minutes. I think that would be great.
10: Starting now. Fetty Wap, 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 Fetty Wap wop, 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 I I want you
1: to be mine again, baby. I I know my lifestyle is driving you crazy, I I cannot see myself without you. We call them don't you know I go out of my way to please you. I go out of my way to see you and I. You will be mine
0: again, baby. Hello, my name is Laura Reska. I live in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. I'm responding to your question about uh, which song we would most like to hear remixed with cat sounds. And overwhelmingly, the thought that first came to my mind, and the only one that seems to appeal to me, is Evo's "Whip It Good." I think that would amazing. Thank you very much for your stellar broadcast. I really appreciate it. Bye now.
10: My name is Rob Eisman. I'm responding to the request for Cat themed songs that need to be remixed. The one that comes to mind is the Burt Backrack song, What's New Pussycat That? Tom Jones recorded. An absolute classic.
7: Thank you. <laughs>
6: This is Jason calling from Annapolis, Maryland. Glad to hear Elvis Costello get some love on your uh, Desert Island Jukebox last week. But it was kind of bum when you started capping on his output. And I love that Jim cannot bear to mention Elvis Costello without mentioning the Juliet letters. He has recorded a few other albums. One of my favorites from more recently was. Uh, with uh, his band, The Imposters, with uh, Davy Paragra on bass, the delivery man.
1: Don't want to talk about the government, don't want to talk about some incident.
6: The Lead track, button my lip, has an amazing bass riff, and the rest of the band sounds really good. Thanks again for the show. We'll see you guys next week.
10: Betty That was two minutes. Hopefully, you have not been listening that whole time. But um yeah, hope you have a good day. Steady well. My apologies. Thanks for your show.
1: Bye. you come my I want to say. you my
3: No more messages. To give us your opinions on sound opinions, call our hotline, 888 859 1800 We'll be back next week with more Sound Opinions, produced by WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.